0: Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen.
1: Spiritual understanding. And that's the question that's very important. We'll try to address it. So hopefully, we will end about understanding today because right from the very day this fellowship started in 2008, the first thing that actually I came up was what? Unto those who are given to understand. I keep saying that, you know why I was saying that, that, because some people would turn around and say, no, this is too hard. I cannot handle it. this and that. But they want to know one thing. Unto those who are given to understand. They will understand. And that is why the, the word of God told us, said, you know, only those who are of God will hear the, what? the word of God. There is no one who actually is not of God that can hear the truth of the word of God. He will leave. In fact, he will be offended. The truth offends. The truth is very bitter. But the truth will serve. The truth will also kill. That is like a Remember the, the, the word of God. The, the word of God being two-edged sword. You use it carefully, it will save. You misuse it, it comes back against the person. And that is why Christ said, well, I will judge them. I didn't come to judge anybody or condemn. But rather, the word I speak, the word of my mouth, will surely work. And my, my brother, the, the, the pastor was talking about what we say and how we say it, we talked about. Remember, in the scriptures, he said, well, every idle word we speak. Right? I wonder how many idle words you spoke today. But God is going to forgive us and strengthen us. But the the thing I'm talking about is that if every idle word, remember I keep saying if every idle word we speak will be brought to account, how much more the words we speak in anger? Please listen. How much more that word we speak in anger? Because the word we speak in anger is actually intended to do what? To hurt. And if idle word bring us judgment i wonder what that one will be but in understanding the question today and that question was asked two questions we're going to deal with how do i know that i have understanding this is very very important please because understanding is actually what is the biggest problem in the churches of god wherever they are because everybody runs out and people will tell you, I'm born again. I've been there for, oh, the Lord made me and I've been born again 200 years ago. You can be even more than met this. But the fact still remains, he tells you, whoever does not run his race according to my will. And there is no way you can do the will of God except you understand what God is talking about. And nobody can understand except the spirit that inspired the scriptures will reveal to you. That is why if you look at what Matthew 16, 17, he tells Peter. Peter came up when he was asking about, you see, the, to his disciples said, who do people say I am? And everybody was making all their guess. Peter said it and he told Peter, said, no you know one thing. You want to read? Really you have your microphone in your hand. You?
0: Jesus, Matthew 16, 17. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon, but Jonah for flesh and blood has not
1: revealed this to you. But my Father who is in heaven. My Father have revealed it to you. Peter, you didn't do anything about it. You don't even know anything. Flesh and blood didn't. Man didn't tell you. My Father revealed this thing to you. And Peter, don't forget one thing. I'm making this up now. Don't forget one thing that you're not special. Don't forget one thing. And that's this nice question. How do I not have understanding? The next one that how do you sustain understanding, and can you lose it? Peter, now I'm going to say this story. He told Peter, Peter, you know one thing. Nobody, no flesh and blood told you this thing. Peter, know one thing if you can know it, and I want everybody now to be Peter. Every one of us, please, please be Peter. Only my Father revealed this to you, Peter. Don't forget that all your life. That's only Him that revealed it to you. Did Peter lose his understanding? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Shortly after? In fact, it didn't take more than five minutes. No. It was less than five minutes. The master said, you know one thing? Now, Peter, you got it. You see, Peter, you are something else. And it's like some of us. You are something. And we begin to think we, we have arrived with God. Whenever you think that way, that's the end of it. God is not a respecter of any man. He wants some people who keep completely focused on him, with the humility and simplicity. Otherwise, he will say, no, since now you think you have arrived, then you have become unteachable. I'm not going to teach you anymore. Therefore, that revelation is the... If, I'm not I'm not only going to take that revelation away from you. I'm going to make you blind. Because you have abused what I have given to you. Peter failed. Peter was walking that far even within five minutes. Christ was saying, you know one thing, we are going down to Jerusalem. And when I get there, Surely, the son of man, they're going to really kill me. Sinners will gather around. They will accuse me. They will do everything. And Peter said, well, Peter recalled one thing. Peter said, well, I think I recall. I answered that question, the first one, very wonderfully. He said, far from me, my master. It will not happen to you. I am Peter. I have the revelation. I know it. And many people said, and and the same guy, he prayed so much, turned around and said, get you behind me. Now, on your own flesh and blood, you are telling me now that it wouldn't happen when you don't even know anything that's revealed to you. Get you behind me. In a matter of a few seconds, Peter was just elevated. Peter was brought down. Exaltation and what? And humiliation. Now, we just come in, please. the is going to take it one by one. And humiliation. That's why he told us in the scriptures, I'm going to come and say, well, there's no one who knows the Father but the Son. And no one knows the Son but the Father. And only those to whom is revealed them, to them. And unto us that the revelation has come. What do we do with it? So understanding, as we saw it last week. I'm going to put it in a different way now to answer that question. How do you know you have understanding? Understand, spiritual understanding. Whatever we teach here, whatever we talk about is spiritual It is not something which we have read. Because you have read it, you can understand it. That's not the issue. Understanding is actually the actualization. You just want to put it out, that's fine. It is the actualization. Understanding is comprehension. You have gone to school. Comprehension. I have comprehended something. And now can really even write it or do it even when I'm dreaming. It is absorption. When you have absorbed something into your own system and body. That's understanding. So understanding actually is the practicalization. How many words am I using here? Wow. I mean, I, I, I thought I abandoned law practice for a long time. But that, that's not what I'm doing. But it's the practicalization. I'm trying to make sure you understand. It's the practicalization. Enhance on about wisdom, knowledge. And discretion. Please get me right now. With wisdom, knowledge, and discretion, you get nowhere without understanding. Now, let me give you an example right now. You have a road. Suddenly, you have information that there's a highway that has been built in Houston here. A brand new highway. You've never traveled on it. Can you tell me that you know that, you understand that highway until you travel on it? So, understanding is actually, one can read, listen to me please, I know, one can read, one can recite the entire Bible, if you want, do so, right? If you want, call yourself Bible eater, whatever you want to call yourself, call yourself. But it's meaningless to you without understanding. Without living the word of God. Without practically living the word of God. You don't have understanding. You can read the scripture. You can quote it if you want to quote it. It's like declaring the word of God. If I declare the word of God, this will happen. Nothing will happen. There's a way to declare the word of God. By doing what God said you should do. You have declared it without opening your mouth. And the Lord will hear it. Read me Isaiah, please. 6, 9 to 10.
0: Isaiah chapter 6, verse 9 to 10. And he said, go and tell this people. Mm -hmm. Keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull, and their ears heavy, and shut their eyes lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and return and be healed.
1: Keep on hearing, but without any, nothing. Keep on seeing. They don't see, it actually. They can hear in their ears, but they don't do it. So it's a practicalization. Doing it on hands. This is the word of God. I'm going to do it. That's why he told us, look, you know, unto you who are here, in Matthew 13, 11, it said, it Unto you who are here is given to understand. And he couldn't understand it. Pastor Charles was saying he couldn't believe it. Why his disciples or apostles could not even understand what is going on. And since today, we'll be here for three years. There are some of our people who have been here with us for the past three years and still do not understand. It's still like a story to them. What is being here? And why is the Lord holding me here for this long? It's still a story to them. Understanding, understanding will set you free. We're starting, right? And you say, how do I know I have understanding? Understanding will set you free. While actually understanding is like the perfection. Remember what I told you? that The knowledge of the truth of the kingdom of God is perfected by what? Love? You, you, You get in there, half, you got half. Okay, I said one thing, that the, <laughs> the knowledge of the truth of the kingdom of God is the perfection of the two keys to the kingdom of God. Love and obedience. That's the perfection. I know the truth. You know, some people come out and say, well, you know, the truth says, I know the truth, the truth says I set you free. What do you know about the truth? Oh, I have read the scripture and I can quote what it says. Yeah, John eight thirty two tells us what you can... You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you what? Free. But how's the truth going to set you free when you don't have the truth? Now let's uh, please let's get this on practical understanding. It. The word of God said what in, Am I am I cheating you? Second Corinthians three seventeen tells us that where does what? Yeah.
0: Second Corinthians 3.17 mm-hmm. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty.
1: So where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Yes. But how does the Spirit of God dwell in someone? Read me First John, please. Yeah? 1 John Three twenty four. 4, yeah?
0: First John 3.24 now, he who keeps his commandments abides in him, and he in him. And by this, we know that he abides in us, by the spirit whom he has given us.
1: By the spirit. Remember that spirit. You said that, that this God is a spirit. Where the spirit of God is, there is liberty. And Let me add this one. There's liberty and there's freedom. There's liberty. You'll be free from it. But it tells us, that's the only way we know that the Spirit of God is in us, when we do what it tells us to do. In fact, I think the first, uh, Kings, the first King's version said, well, he dwells in us and we dwell in him. Okay? So, that's how God, if you dwell in God and God dwells in you, by obedience, implicit obedience and love, then the Spirit of God is in you. That's why in Romans 8.14 says, As many as are led by his Spirit... Those are the ones who are the children of God. If you reverse that, that tells us, if you don't have up to now, there's no liberty and freedom. Especially from deceit. We're going to come to it right now. Then you don't have understanding. If any one of us, please put it this way, please listen to me. Is still intentionally, intentionally, I'm putting it right now or negligently, or knowingly, whatever it may be, you're still going back and doing those things which Peter said the dog had gone back to vomit. Examine yourself today. Examine yourself today. It is not for me. If those things are still with you, you lack understanding. Because if you have understanding, you will stay away from them. That's how you know I have understanding. liberty of God and freedom. With understanding, understanding keeps the truth in you forever. And understanding also keeps you from deceiving yourself and being deceived by others. Oh, understanding, that's what good to you. If there's any way somebody's still deceiving you, or you're still so prone to every wind of doctrine, whatever it comes, whether it is solid and truth, the word of the living God, not the word of man, not the doctrine of man, if you're still there, or you're still running around with all those prophets you call prophets. Or you're still running around and you don't know what he's doing. Or you're still running around and talking about where the miracle of healing and so on. You lack understanding. Because if you have understanding to know one thing, that the kingdom of God is within you. That everything about God is within you. Then that's where. So, understanding will keep you from deceiving yourself and being what? Do you know that it works both ways? We deceive ourselves and allow ourselves to be deceived, right? Let me Matthew, please. Twenty-four, twenty-four. Matthew chapter twenty-four, verse twenty-four.
0: Yes, ma'am. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that
1: if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. They shall deceive. Deceit is something you have to be... If you're still being deceived or anything happens to you, you are thinking about this, instead of the word of God, whatever, you're being deceived. If you're following the wrong crowd, you're being deceived. That means you lack understanding. Read me First Corinthians, please. 6, 9 to 10. 1
0: Corinthians 6, 9 to 10. Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God, Mm-hmm. Be not deceived. Be
1: not deceived. Go ahead, yes.
0: Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God.
1: Now, if any of these things that Paul is talking about, we still have we're gonna come to the weakness now. Well, there's a lot for us to say, probably we'll cover it. It's still with us. We are deceiving ourselves. Please listen to me carefully. Of all of us who have been coming here, if any of these things that God said, if one does it, will not enter into the kingdom of God, and we are still doing it, we are taking chances. Please, we are taking chances. And the chances we are taking, we are not being wise. In taking the chances. You take a chance in something that you know that you know. Do I, do I repeat that? You only take a chance something that you know you know. Something you don't know tomorrow, you don't even know the next second. Why do you still remain? In the same thing, that means that if the person does that, he lacks understanding. And if someone who lacks understanding can never mature and can never grow. I think the question came, how do I know I have, I have understanding? One who have understanding will always remain a child. He will never mature. What? He will never grow. One who has understanding will always be there. And will not grow. Give me Ephesians 4, 14.
0: Ephesians 4, 14. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men mm-hmm. in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting.
1: We should no longer be children being tossed around and everything that comes. I had these days that there's uh, some kind of uh, Jesus drink. They drink now. When you drink, you, uh, everything is okay with you. And then you see some other people run into, my goodness, what an abomination. And hurt anybody will bring, we should not be any more children running to and fro. We will have to watch and never to be deceived. Second Timothy, please, three thirteen.
0: Second Timothy three thirteen, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, mm-hmm. deceiving
1: and being deceived. Deceiving. I'm being deceived now. One who deceives himself, what's the scripture saying? It is eh? no, you, I'm don't, yeah. <laughs> he said, Evil men, those who deceive themselves, they're evil. You know, one thing that's something that came up. Somebody asked me this question. He said, God keeps talking in the scriptures, wicked, wicked, wicked people, wicked people. Who is wicked? They say, What? Why did you hide that man? You just said it, you, just, you, just, you just turned away. You got it right. The disobedient child of God, because anybody who does evil is wicked. In other words, anybody who disobeys God, God classifies him as evil, wicked. That's why he told us, he said, "The prayer of the wicked I will not accept it." In other words, anyone who is not my doing my will, of course, it's against me. Whoever is not with me is against me. Understanding, to know that you have understanding, that will lead you to set a godly priority. And please get this right now. This is very important. Understanding will lead you to set a godly priority. What is a godly priority? That's a priority where God at all times and no matter whatever happens. Remember Mary Magdalene, the force and what? The first and the last. Understanding will make you to set a priority. Where God is always at all times, no matter what, first. There cannot be any other way. Because he is the creator of heaven and he created you. That's why he told us what in Matthew 6, 33. said, well, seek you first the kingdom. He told every time. Seek you first the kingdom of God. And other things, I will add them unto you. When we get that... Then we have a wonderful understanding. That this God, and by the way, I mean, maybe I don't want to discuss what we're going to be doing next week or whatever, but one thing that came up, the Lord said we should talk about it. The prayer in the life of this of a child of God. Most of us think that prayer, prayer is wonderful. And they come and say, prayer is the key. What kind of lie is that? Prayer cannot be key. When you are praying and praying and praying, you're asking for mercy. You're asking for what? Grace. You're asking for favor. Isn't it? Obedience is where you become the heir to the kingdom. I'm begging like a servant. But here, if I'm the heir to the kingdom, a joint heir with Christ, is that not greater than a servant? You see, we just turn priority different ways. Everybody saying, hmm, hmm. And that's, I'm not telling you right now. I'm not. Listen, let me tell you one thing. Because I don't want that was something. That was something I wanted to bring out to the prayer. But then the Lord said, no. Finish this understanding. And just what doing it. What I'm trying to tell you is this. Prayer is very essential. You better pray with your season. But you are wasting your time. If you want, you're not obeying God. Which means the priority and the first thing is to obey him. before you call upon, why did he say, seek first the kingdom? Did he say after that, pray? He told you, if you seek the kingdom, if you and I are one, then all other things shall be added unto you. Whether you ask or you don't ask. I will do it. I'm God. All right? So setting a godly priority. Read me Luke, please. 14, 26.
0: Luke 14, 26. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he
1: cannot be my disciple. Wow, I don't understand why we haven't killed everybody. But Christ is telling you, if anybody will come to me and there is even remotely anyone or anything in this life that will come before me, the person is not serious. Now, let, let's even forget about that. Let's look at our best good friends. This is my best friend. But then, see, it says a small thing about this world, even $1 will come before your best friend. Is, is, is that person your best friend? No, you cannot prefer a gift to a giver. Every, please make this note. Don't prefer a gift to a giver, no matter whatever happens in this life. Now, I buy a gift now and give to you. Suddenly, you know, you know, uh, 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 the, kids, the little kids are the ones who do that. Sometimes you, you buy something and give them. Then you say, Well, can you give me small? Some, some. They start fighting you. You know why? Because they lack understanding. And some of us are still the same way. Every time with God, we forget it's the one who gave us that. So let everything come after God. It shouldn't come even a second distance to God. Give me 33, 35, please.
0: Luke fourteen thirty three to 35. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, mm-hmm. but if the salt has lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land nor for the dunghill. hill, but men throw it out. He who has ears to hear,
1: let him hear. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Matthew 13, please. 44 to 45.
0: Matthew 13. 13, f- 44 to 45. 45 yeah. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has mm-hmm. and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. Who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought
1: it. And leave everything else. You know why? You go and buy. leave everything else and buy something that will give you more than all. Until you get that idea. You're giving up everything else and buying that which can give you all. Do you know? you know one thing? Let's take it for example like myself right now. You know, I used to. I mean, the uh, uh, Benson is here. There are some of the lawyers that my good friends have uh, gathered before. And you know what they'll come to me, this is me for? And they said, uh, How could you sacrifice all this? Now, let me ask you this. What did I sacrifice that I will not eventually sacrifice? What is it? Tell me what it is that I sacrifice. I've gotten the best, which will never perish. That I'm holding. And they think I have sacrificed everything. And now I laugh at them. Because they they seem to try to follow what I'm doing. Glory be to God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Okay. The next one. Understanding. You can build. Let me put it this way. You can build or erect a building. With wisdom. Knowledge. And discretion. But that building can never be established without understanding. Anyone can build. And if you don't take time without understanding, they will build on what? On sand. But you see, he tells us, understanding will establish it. Proverbs 24, please. three. Proverbs 24,
0: 3. Through wisdom, a house is built. Mm-hmm. And by understanding, it is
1: established. That's it. Without understanding, it will not stand. Without maintaining it, it will not at all. Through wisdom, you can do whatever you want to do. You build it. But he told us one thing. There's a way to get that understanding. Which I told about what? That understanding is what? Understanding is what? Practicalization. Practicalization. <laughs> Practicalization. Let's see. The, Matthew 7, please. 24 to 27. You can see what he's talking about. That's how to put it in practice. Matthew seven twenty four to
0: 27. Yes. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell,
1: and great was its fall. Did not the foolish man build a house? He built a house. But I wonder where the house is today. It is understanding that establishes the foundation of everything you are doing. You need to get it. That's why he told us what? Get whatever it is. Proverbs, please. Four. No, you can even go all the way from, read from five to seven. Proverbs chapter
0: four, from verse five to seven. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her.
1: Stop right there. Stop right there. God bless you. Get wisdom. Do not forget and do not forsake. What 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 was Solomon talking about? Forsake what? No. Forsake what? Understanding. If you forsake understanding, and I'm gonna we're gonna show you who somebody forsake understanding and understanding forsake you. If you forsake understanding, understanding will forsake you. The same thing with the word of God. You leave the word of God, the God God will go. He's not going to force you. He said, Don't force, whatever you do, don't forsake understanding. Go on, keep reading, my dear.
0: Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Yes. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing.
1: It is a principal thing, yes.
0: Therefore, get wisdom. And in all your getting, Get understand. Whatever
1: you do, listen to me carefully. Like remember Paul was saying in what 1 Corinthians, right? We got it at about 13 or 12 Listen, He said, Look, you can get all the things you want to get. You can get all the spiritual gift. You can speak in tongue and command mountain, let it fall. You can prophesy. All those things are wonderful, but they are meaningless without the thing that is more excellent. Doing the will of God, love. In other words, get wisdom. Get all these things if you want to. But in all you're getting, I I don't know what I think. I think I'm going to put this in as. Remember the machine they said four in one? Okay, you have wisdom. You have understanding. You have discretion. And then there's only one. In fact, with understanding, you got all. This is four in one. Why are you looking at me like this? It's four in one. They say four. Yeah, or three in one. You remember you you have like a copy machine. It has a copier. It has this and that. It's all about wisdom. Once you have it, just band on your neck and move with it. It will keep you. That's how you can build the house. Now, understanding will shape your spiritual attitude. And that's where most of us have problems. Spiritual attitude when things of this world come. What understanding does to you is this. Understanding will keep you away from the shackles of this world, the lust and the problems of this world. But with understanding, it will shape your spiritual eye and spiritual attitude. Without it, you have not matured about the Lord. That is when affliction and troubles all come. And sometimes they come like rain. Have you seen it falling like rain? It won't stop. Here is trouble. Here is trouble. Here is trouble. Then, how do you handle it? Do you handle it like you can't remember? Because let's, let's put it this way. I was t- discussing this with uh, my sister. I, I mean, no, with the government is here. we were discussing it with her. Uh, something came up. When you have a spiritual eye of what is happening to you, of the afflictions coming in, then you will win. Without it, as a child of God, if you turn around and then begin to, all you do is murmuring and complaining and um, ab- maybe just uh, accusing God or accusing everybody else. You know, sometimes we are never at fault. It's everybody else's fault, right? You know, everybody, everybody else at fault, but we are always right. But understanding will make you do one thing take back, look at yourself. That's where to start every moment. When you have understanding, take a look at. Yourself, your ways. You know what that means? That means that's a humility. You've humbled yourself and said, Father, I'm not worried about who to, whatever is happening around me or who caused this. I'll start from myself. And God said, since charity begins at home and you're looking at yourself, I will definitely help you, my child, because you have humbled yourself. Let me, Haggai, please, 1, 6 to 7. Haggai chapter 1, 6 to 7.
0: You have sown much and bring in little. Mm -hmm. You eat but do not have enough. You drink but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves but no one is warm. Mm -hmm. And he who earns wages, earns wages to put into a bag with holes. Thus says the Lord of Mm -hmm. hosts, consider
1: your ways. Consider your ways. Now, I don't know if uh, this has happened to you, what you're talking about. Sometimes we... We have we have pockets and there's a hole and also I mean there are so many things are happening to all of us in this world. We are in this world. But what separates us and make us not of this world is our spiritual eye and attitude towards thinking in our mind. What is that above rather than what is happening around us right now? Affliction is actually the greatest weapon for experience and attitude. Affliction. If you want to if you want experience, get affliction. You may not like you know what, I'm, what I'm talking about. I'm not the one who's going to give affliction. But I know one thing. As long as we're in this world, there will be tribulation and there will be affliction. We know that one Because what? Proverbs told us that a man was, or a woman was, is born into what? Trouble. That's how God did it. Because he told us when, when Adam failed, he told Adam, from now on, you're going to really... See the trouble that is going to come to us. So, affliction is actually when to test a child of God. Whether the child of God has matured or not. Have I come to a point where I could really, God could look down from heaven and say, Have you seen my child? Have you seen my servant Job? That's what he said. Have you seen him? You see what he's going through and look at his attitude. Yeah. He has not cost me yet. That is what understanding gives you. The understanding gives you one thing. It makes you to recall a remembrance. You always remember the good things and the things God has done in the past. If this God did it that time, he could do it now. His God same today, yesterday, and forever, he will do it. And he has assured me, no matter whatever is going on, that in the end, something, God will never leave his own. Let me tell you that right now. He will never leave his own. And he told us in Romans eight twenty eight. he said, well, all things we talk what we've got, all together they'll come good unto those who love me. The problem is that those who he loves do not have the patience and the spiritual understanding to say, yes, I can endure at this moment and go through it. Now, that's one of the things they say. The very moment understanding comes into you, you have affliction. The first thing you do is what? After checking yourself, what do you do? Pray? Oh, no, no, don't even pray. Don't worry about prayer. Okay. Huh? That's the same thing. Checking your ways is just trying to mend your ways. The first thing you do, the second thing you do is that tremble and fear before God. Listen to me. You know what? I'll tell you what i happened right now. And that's what I was sharing with my sister. Do you know, when you think about it, you say this God, If the mere mortal, the mere mortal that flesh and blood is causing me all this trouble in this world we are in right now. If I'm facing the things of this world and they are biting me and killing me, I wonder what happens if I'm on the wrong side of God. Okay? Always understanding will give you that. Whatever you do, don't be on his wrong side. In fact, Hebrews 10.31 says what?
0: Hebrews th- 10.31 It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the
1: never, living Never, never offend this God. And uh, I'm telling you right now. If you want to, because if you offend Him, who is going to advocate for you? Because He said in the Bible, He said, well, he said, I do something and who can deliver from my hand? I am God. And that's why he told us, well, don't mind what Matthew 10, 28, please. Matthew 10, 28.
0: Mm -hmm. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. But rather fear him who is
1: able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Fear the one that is ultimate, no matter whatever happens. Because if we fear the one that has, What is hurting us right now, our flesh... No one that flesh is going to perish one day. No matter whatever we do. And how we preserve it. Don't mind me. I mean, they've been trying to get me to lose weight and uh, and feel very good. I, it's good. I'm going to try to do that. But what I'm saying is this. Listen to me carefully. What, what, I'm, what I'm saying is this. No matter how we preserve it, it's wonderful. But one thing is this. The flesh. The flesh will pass away. It's the spirit. That's going to live. now. I'm not telling anybody to get, get fat like me. But that's not what I'm saying. Because, because of the spirit. Okay? It's what I, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, that's why, you know the you know the, Ellie, the high priest Eli couldn't believe it. And he gave up something. What's, first Samuel, please, 2. 25. First Samuel 2, 25. Yes.
0: If one man sins against another, mm-hmm. God will judge him. But if a man sins against the Lord, who will intercede for him?
1: Nevertheless, that's all right. That's what I wanted to get. Who will then intercede for you? Because every day we I need calling upon the Lord Jesus Christ, intercede for us. If we then we are fighting him, who will intercede for you and I? You see? So, it will give you that affliction comes. When affliction comes, The question there, please get this spiritually. The question there is this. From this affliction that I've gone through, what have I become? It is not a matter in this life what you have accomplished or what you failed to accomplish. What matters in the end is that what did you become? Did you learn anything? This opportunity that God gives you to learn something through the affliction. Whatever it may be. Did you stop one day and say Lord. Father what are you trying to teach me. Open my eyes that I may learn. Because you see after the refinement. is a solid gold. It's going to come out. That's how God is. And most of the works of God have always some of them, let me tell you one thing. He says, affliction will always you will enter into the tribulation through affliction. I didn't say that because that's the only way to test you. How can you be tested battle ready? I am battle ready if you have not been tested. It is when the test comes. So that's why I say, who's going to the spiritual eye of saying, No, you know one thing? This thing. I'm gonna come out, I'll learn something from it. What did you become? Not what you have accomplished. Did I learn something that I could use? Remember they said that a fool at 40 is what? Yeah, because every time we go to something, we don't learn, then the, the, the Lord said, okay, since you murmured so much and you complain, all right, you go and repeat first grade. You know that grade you, you failed. He you said, go back and repeat it because he did not understand yet how to glorify me and thank me every situation, knowing that I have kept you up to this time in your life. I'm the one who has been doing it. Why do you think I will now leave you? abandon you. you? Are you. Are you following what I'm saying right now? Because of time, because I don't want to do any understanding after this. But something actually, in understanding, before you can claim, claim, I have understanding, you must, number one, understand God. I'm just rushing on this one. You must understand God. How's actually understanding God? Understanding God is that what is the will of God for me? What is the purpose that God created me? God created us unto good works, into his image, unto good works. He said, that's why he said, even John 15:16, he said, you know, one thing, I have chosen you. You didn't choose me. But because I chose you, I chose you for one purpose and one purpose only: to go and bear fruit. Go. And do the work of God. You must understand what the purpose of God. That's why in Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen he said that's the whole duty of man to fear God and obey Him. And what is fearing God? Proverbs eight thirteen tells us there's only one way to fear God, is to depart from evil. That's how you fear God. Is to depart from evil. Read me Proverbs also twenty two four please. No 3. two three. Sorry.
0: Proverbs 22.3 A prudent man foresees
1: evil Mm -hmm. and hides himself. Yes. But the simple pass on and are punished. Because you see, when you see evil and depart, then that's understanding. You come close to God. Then, the second one, for you to say you have understanding, you must understand others. I'm coming right now. You must understand other human beings. They are created in God's image. As God was telling us, say, love them as God has loved you. Remember one thing. When that person who is after your life, that that individual does not know what he's doing. That does not have what? Understand. Forget about it. somebody who said, I was in one church. They invited me one church. I said, this is trouble. And the guy said, no. Anybody who is doing something against you knows what he's doing. That pastor lacks understanding what is knowing what they are doing. Anybody who doesn't know God does not know what he's doing. That's why when he's being crucified, he says, Father, you know these people. They don't even They are so ignorant. forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. Now, I don't know if I'm doing that much justice because I'm running. I just want to close it. All right? I'm running there. But then, no matter whatever you get, we say get what? No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm turning it around. Well, no matter how you know God and you know others, know yourself. You must spiritually know your weaknesses and your strength. If you don't know them, you are in trouble. Because if you don't know your weakness, then, and you ignore your weakness, the, your, what your weakness will eventually rob your understanding. It will happen literally. You have to know yourself. Do you know one thing? That is why God is saying that. You see, when actually ever somebody comes and says, "I know myself," and God said, "Well, you do really. I'm going to test you right now." Where did He test somebody who said he knew, he knew himself? Wasn't it Luke 19? Right, number the rich, rich young man. He said, "I knew it." I said, "He said, Lord, what are you talking about? All these things you mentioned here, I have done all of that. I know myself." And Lord said, "You really do." Okay, go and do. Just let me test you for love. Sell all you have and give to. Them. Let me see what you do. Then he didn't know himself anymore. You see, he didn't. That is why. You see, when the scripture tells us, where's that proverb? Right, Proverbs three, five to eleven. You got a lot to read there, right? Proverbs chapter three,
0: from verse five to eleven. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, yes. and lean not on, your own understanding. not on your own
1: understanding.
0: In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Mm-hmm. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your bands will be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. My son, do not despise the
1: chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. Don't lean on your own understanding. And Jeremiah 17 told us one thing. Jeremiah 17, 5, please. Don't.
0: Jeremiah 17:5. Yes. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. Cursed is the man
1: who what? Who is the man? Does that, does that include himself? God bless you, Pastor. Look, we think that, oh, he's talking about if you trust in any man, cause is that. M- if I trust in myself, cause, because I don't know myself. If you think you know yourself, wait. No, 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 no. If you think you know yourself, wait until something comes that you said, you know, this one. I don't want to get into We'll deal with this later <laughs> Yes, read me 9, please, verse 9.
0: Jeremiah 17, verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and
1: desperately wicked. Who can know it? I wonder who can know it. And because of time, because, see, I, I hate to think that if I'm cheating, cheating off because are so many, and scriptures, and so many things. that open your heart about what is understanding that God is talking about. But one can lose his understanding. Let me cut it from there. One can. If you misuse it, you lose it. If you don't use it, you lose it. At the same time, where did you get that from? Remember the parables? Even, where did we pick this up? Remember we picked this up from Matthew 13, right? Okay, remember Matthew 13, 11. That's where, Matthew 13, 11 to 15. You can see.
0: Matthew chapter 13, verse 11 to 15. He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. But to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to to him more will be given. Uh And he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has
1: will be taken away from him. Let's stop right there, my dear sister. The one who doesn't have, even what he doesn't have will be taken away from him. That is as fair as just. God is wonderful. If I give you... That's why I warn us, all of us, please. Why did God call us together for this mission? This truth, raw truth, get this word out. It's not about money. It's not about anything. But let people mend their ways and return to me. And he keep telling us one thing. Let me tell you one thing. If you don't use it well, I'll give it to people who will use it. I'm telling you right now. I'm just talking to myself. If you don't use it well. Because when I was warned, said... I will teach you all you need to know. I will reveal the mysteries of the kingdom to you. But whatever I teach you, you must live that life and teach others the same. Otherwise, be condemned. That will never leave me. Because God does not joke and does not respect anyone. Opportunity given to you, if you don't use it, He said, Well, there's no point. I'll give it to what? The tree that will bear fruit. That's what John 15:2. We have it that the fruit that He will do it. So the one who will lose it. Now let me, let me ask you this: In the Bible, because we just close it right here, forgive me. In the Bible, someone—can you believe this? Why does God? God will pick almost his best and give us an example to show you. If you think you are anything, you are nothing. He picked John the Baptist. Said, "Look, you know, John the Baptist—you think is something." He said, even the least in the kingdom is greater than this man. Yet, I can tell you, there is no man born of a woman like John the Baptist. In other words, humble yourself before God and going through. Something happened, unbelievable, that I'm just going to pick up for, for our closing right now. Someone who had all the wisdom, he had all understanding, he had them, all of a sudden, he was robbed. He just, I don't even know what happened. I hope he made heaven. That's for, not for me to judge. But with all the wisdom in the world, and all the discretion, and all the knowledge, at a certain point, he lost the wisdom and the understanding. Solomon will be reading all these proverbs and all that Solomon. And do you know why? Can anybody tell me why Solomon lost it? Because of strange women? No. No, no, let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. Don't kill me I'm now. He's trusting him, that, you trust what? Uh, listen, that, that's coming close. If you read Ecclesiastes, listen, read Ecclesiastes 2, even 2. You see Solomon, everything, I, 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 and whatever man, my- read me Ecclesiastes 2.10. Whatever my eyes lost in this world, I'll get it.
0: Ecclesiastes. After all,
1: I can do whatever I want to do.
0: Whatever my eyes desired, I did not keep from them. You see,
1: that's what killed Solomon. The women may be anything. If you read says, I built this. I had this. Whatever it is, I did. Whatever my eyes, I will not stop. Anyone who does not have contentment in result, is finished. Because, you see, what Solomon did was begin to lean to own what? Understanding. And God said, you know one thing? This is Saint Solomon who told us one thing. That he said what? He said, whoever commits adultery, he said what? That, you guys don't know. Okay? Uh, leave me, leave me, leave me uh, Proverbs 6, please. 29 to 35. Let's go.
0: Proverbs 6, 29 to 35. So is he who goes into his neighbor's wife. Mm-hmm. Whoever touches her shall not be innocent. He shall
1: never be innocent. Go ahead, yes.
0: People do not despise a, t- a thief if he steals to satisfy himself when he is starving. Yet when he is found, he must restore sevenfold. Mm-hmm. He may have to give up all the substance of his house. Whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding. He who does so destroys his own soul. Wounds and dishonor he will get and mm-hmm. his reproach will
1: not be will wiped never, away. Let's stop right. His reproach will never be wiped out. He said, whoever commits this is not, does not have understanding. Oh my God. I'm telling you that I wish that most of us knew this thing 100 years, a long time ago. You know one thing? We go about and chase shadow. It, you know, whoever, somebody commits a lot, you know what he has done? It's he's, he's, he's like that bird. You know the bird that Tina uh, Achebe was talking about? He said, A bird went flying and went on top of Ant and was there boasting, said, Man, I'm so high. And Tina Achebe said, This fool doesn't know he's still on the ground. Because Ant is still ground. Do you understand what I'm saying? He lacks understanding. And that is why he's saying that whoever does it, he said, look, you know, know when somebody steals, because he doesn't have, maybe seven times we will punish him. But this one, you are stealing when you have. Mm -hmm. That's why he was so angry with David. David, I gave you everything. Everything you needed, David, I gave it to you. And if you needed another one, I would give you. Why did you then? come to despise me. The same Solomon, telling us all these things, turned around and completely lost the throne. The father's throne, he lost it. And God said, if not David, then nothing would have even remained. But I have sworn to David, I will not take everything away. We close it Second Kings, please. 11, 1 to 11.
0: 2nd Kings chapter 11 from verse 1 to 11. When Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead. No,
1: 1st Kings. Sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry, my dear. Sorry. 1st Kings 11, 1 to 11.
0: 1st Kings 11, 1 to 11. Yes. But King Solomon loved many foreign women. Problem. As well as the daughter of Pharaoh. Women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonites, and Hittites. From the nations of whom the Lord had said to the children of Israel, you shall not intermarry with them, nor they with you. Surely they will turn away your hearts after their gods. Solomon clung to these in love. Mm-hmm. And he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines. And his wives turned his hu- away his heart. For it was so when Solomon was old that his wives turned his heart after other gods. And his mm-hmm. heart was not loyal ...to the Lord his God, as was the heart of his father David. So Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians... ...and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord... ...and did not fully follow the Lord as did his father David. Then Solomon built a high place for Shemosh... ...the abomination of Moab, on the hill that is east of Jerusalem... ...and for Molech, the abomination of the people of Ammon. And he did likewise for all his foreign wives who burned incense and sacrificed to their gods. So the Lord became angry with Solomon because his heart had turned from the Lord God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice Twice. and had commanded him concerning this thing, that he should not go after other gods. But he did not keep what the Lord had commanded. Therefore, the Lord said to Solomon, because you have done this, And have not kept my covenant and my statutes which I have commanded you. I will surely tear the kingdom away from you. And will give
1: it to your servant. Mm, Let's stop right there. And give it to your servant. I will surely turn it away. So let me ask this question for closing right now. Why was God angry with? I asked this before you guys answered. Why was God angry with Solomon? He turned what? His heart away from God. No more fear. Whenever fear, they pass you. Fear and tremble in the heart. They pass you about God. That's it. Because then when that happens, that means you, you are either serving yourself or any idol is the one who is... Something must occupy the heart. Whether it is God or something else. May the Lord bless all of you. I really thank God for everyone who has been listening. I pray, my God, my Father that you have mercy upon all of us. And give us your spirit that we may live to follow you, to obey you, and to do those things which are pleasing before your own eyes. I commit everyone who is here into your holy hand and those on the internet. Father, have your way. And glory and blessed be your holy name forever in the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this message from Today Evangelical Ministries. We would love to receive your feedback and stay connected with you. So send us your comments or questions through our website on our Contact Us page or by sending an email to info at Our web address is TEMonline.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. God bless you.